ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 people, how's it going? I hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. And the podcast is back this week. Sorry about last week, guys. Really had a lot on over the last week. Um, if you haven't been following me on Instagram or checking out the Facebook page, I've been down in London doing recording uh, quite a few podcasts over the weekend. I actually recorded eight podcasts in two days. Sorry, nine podcasts in two days which was quite a psychedelic trip to say the least when you really record that many conversations all in um, two days. It really does take a lot out of your mind, body, soul and your psyche at the same time. It really takes, uh, it really does feel like you enter this altered state of consciousness, especially some of the big podcasts that, that I did. I mean, obviously I had some of the guests and the conversations that we talked about were were big topics i mean talked about all the way from topics all the way from from death to trauma to sort of esoteric knowledge um speaking to one of the best neuroscientists scientists in the world about um lucid dreaming and the out of body experience in the mind in general <laughs> talking about with had a conversation with anthony peak about the hidden universe talking about um virtual reality and technology in the future ancient technology meditation mindfulness um healing the body through the mind i mean there's a lot of topics there to say the least and much more as well went down so let's say over the the last yesterday because i only got back um yesterday it was and the integration well yesterday was real was was shit was getting real in my mind it took us a bit to sort of settle down in my own self and really integrate all the deep conversations that went on so in the future i don't think i'll be doing nine podcasts in two days again that's to say the least i think i'll be separating these bad boys out a bit more than that but anyway regardless of that this one really is um a cool conversation um this was with a a, a girl called alice grist um, she wrote a book called um a book called the high-heeled guide to spiritual enlightenment and she also wrote a book called the high-heeled guide to spiritual living the reason why i really wanted to get alice on the podcast is because i came across her work and i came across her books online and i just thought what what what's such a cool title that is high-heeled guide to spiritual enlightenment and instantaneously as i started doing a bit more digging into her i realized that she really is just a sort of a normal down-earth woman living a normal life in the Monday world and trying to integrate spirituality. And I think at times, and I've been guilty of this, as you will hear in this conversation, that a lot of the times we, we, we always think that we we'll, we can only find spirituality 
in so, so the the certain normal things that we uh, associate with spirituality like meditating doing yoga and stuff but as you will tell this conversation really is a cool one and you will see um the relatability and what alice talks about and how and how she has adopted spirituality in her normal waking life from just looking after her kids and many other things as well so i think this conversation is is one that's well overdue as you know and still coming in the future we we i do fire off right deep into the woo and, and dive into some of the very big topics but at times I, I do feel that we we are all um human first before anything else and i think we just need sometimes a bit of a light-hearted fun and relatable conversation and i feel that this conversation with alice certainly was that i, I enjoyed talking to her it really sort of um grounded me a bit as well so i hope you enjoy this conversation with alice anyway and i will catch you next week where i have another amazing podcast as always and for, starting from next week guys that'll be the london the london conversations will be coming out from next week and there really is some big powerful conversations coming so this one is a little bit of a a, a bit of a fun light-hearted conversation and next week will be um your mind will be blown for sure <laughs> But anyway, if you can, check out the Patreon page as always. It really is the best way to support the podcast. Also, recently, have just started, um, I've, re- I've just, well, not just started, but revamped the um, the sort of the Patreon community. I've now called it the Mind, Body and Spirit Academy. So you can either, if you if you feel pulled to that group, which is, it's getting, it's really cool in there now. I've been doing a lot of um, daily content. I've been doing um, some videos where I um, start a discussion and things and all the group has been joining in and, and sort of sharing their opinion. I've also been doing a lot of behind the scenes. When I was away at London this weekend, I was doing a lot of behind the scenes. Also, every now, now and again in that group, like I did this week, um, before I did the podcast with the neuroscientist, I asked people in that group if they had any questions for him and a few people sent over some questions and I actually ended up asking the guest in the podcast a couple of questions towards the end. So if that group group is something that you feel interested in, I would love to see you there. There's two options how to join that group. On the website, there is a separate page where you can sign up and become a part of that group. And also, if you become a patron, you also will be added into that group group as well. There is currently, um, I know all you guys out there don't have Facebook. I know a lot of patrons who have joined the group, who, who have become a patron, said that they don't have Facebook. But currently in there, there is um, there is 52 people in there now in this group. It really is a, such a cool uh, community and everyone's interacting now. Um, just It's just a great little community to, to, to get like-minded people to get together where we can share these topics. And I, I think as you know on the journey, it is sometimes hard to um, find like-minded people to talk about these topics so really what i'm trying to do with this group that is called the mind body spirit academy i'm basically just trying to create a space where we can all get together and feel free to share anything ask questions and and basically dive deep down the rabbit hole all together and that's it really so i hope you check it out also as well i've now started um doing some personal one-on-one coaching if that interests you you can go over to the send podcast website and also find that on there si- sign up and we'll and i'll see if me well i'll see if we are a fit to do some online coaching a perfect fit to do some online coaching so anyway that i think that's about it that's enough of my rambling now did enough talking at the weekend so i'm going to shut up now and just let this podcast play out <laughs> 
and I'll maybe do some meditation while you guys listen to this podcast. So anyway, peace out and I'll catch you next week. across your work i came across the two books that you wrote one that was called high healed guide to spiritual enlightenment and the other one that was called high healed guide to spiritual living and i really loved them titles because to me it really sort of signified that how much how much you're sort of in your own self that you're willing to sort of understand this balance in life between sort of in spirituality between having a laugh and sort of taking it seriously at the same time is that what you were trying to do with yeah, I think my spiritual path has always been very, very grounded in my everyday life. Yeah. And at that point in time, pre-kids, I uh, wore heels, you know, <laughs> you know? so I, and, and at that point in time as well, that, you know, spirituality hadn't taken off the way that we see it these days on, you know, social media and people talking about it and being open about it. So I wanted to normalize it, yeah. I guess, make it, you know, this is who I am. I'm ordinary young woman. And these are my spiritual experiences and I want to share them with people so that it can kickstart their own understandings of things they may have already experienced or that they could go on to experience and just kind of expand from there, really. Yeah. I think it's really important to do that as well because I think in the modern day world, when it comes to spirituality, you know for a fact that people are, when this, when, they, when you have these conversations sometimes, and I've been guilty of this, you go all the way out there in the sort of the clouds, sort of right into the woo, don't you? And yeah. I think for the normal people, not that's not the right word, sorry, normal people, but for people who are just in, coming at these topics and sort of um, maybe they've listened to one podcast or something, when they're introduced to these big topics on, say, a spiritual awakening or something like that, they'll be, they can be, it can be too much for them. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important for the way that you've put this, you've put this topic across to, to give someone that understanding that, yeah, she's just a normal girl, he's just a normal guy. And look, the art, the art, having living a better life. Yeah, and spirituality is completely accessible. Mm-hmm. I think we put it like like most things out of reach. You haven't mm-hmm. got the right certificate. You're not in the right country. Yeah. You've not done the right, you know, traveling. Um, you didn't have the right church growing up. You know, there's so many things that we put in the way of of our spirituality. And for me, spirituality is just innate within our everyday who we are, um, the lessons that we're learning, the mistakes that we're making. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you start to explore it from that perspective, it becomes so much more something that people can just grab at and begin to understand. So that's in those books I talk about my very ordinary everyday experiences, but they kind of, they become mystical mm-hmm. because you start to see patterns and you start to, hopefully the reader looks at them and goes, oh, well, you know, something similar happened to me. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is I want to kickstart them thinking about their own life um, from my silly stories. Yeah. And uh you know roll it forward however it plays out for them i like that though because really spirituality the further you get down the line in spirituality the conversation of whatever you want to call it spirituality mindfulness enlightenment whatever name you want to put in it it's it teaches you to actually be more fluid in the in the way that you live your life and you start realizing that you start realizing that everything's spiritual like every experience that you have from (laughs) even just whatever it is playing with your kids to turning the tap on it's just all about your perception that's what do you have you found that in your life oh God. It's shifted yeah and 
you know, I think I wrote in, in the High Hill Guide to Spiritual Living, there's this idea of you accept, you trust, and you surrender. Now, that's a really hard thing to actually do in real life, and it's something I've been going through yeah. repeatedly for years and years. And every time I find myself doing it, it, it brings new enlightenments, new empowerments, new understandings. And it's all based in this every day. It's not something you have to go out and search for. It's already there. It's already happened. You know, we all have coincidences and, you know, calamities and yeah. synchronicities that when we delve into them for meaning, there's so much meaning there and we've learned so much. So I guess, yeah, that as you go on, you start to flow with that and then yeah. you start to trust the processes of life and stop trying to be in control so much, particularly with your mind. Um, and again, it's still challenging. This stuff never gets easy. Um, but it becomes more familiar, yeah, I think. What I've learned as well is it's actually okay to, to sort of screw up now and again because we're all, I mean, sometimes when you go on this path of like bettering yourself, one little tiny hiccup, you feel like your whole entire life's like sort of out the window where you can't get back on the train sort of say. Mm. But really, I mean, it's just them hiccups are, on the spiritual journey, you are going to come across little hiccups all the time. It's just, you just got to accept it and it's part, it's part of the journey and actually when you look back on them hiccups as well, you're going to realise it's, really it was there for a reason it was making you stronger it was developing you in a certain area well we are human and we are here to be human and i think if we were here to be spiritual we wouldn't be here so we that's a very powerful the, point by the way the mistakes are the essence of it mm. and there was one you know i i read tarot and i do i'm deep into my spirituality but i, I don't hear voices i don't really see spirits but the one time i heard a very loud discarnate voice was I was driving along in the car. Again, an ordinary experience. I think we get a lot of information when we're kind of zoned oh, out do, like that. Do. And I was having, I was beating myself up about something that had happened and really, you know, having a word with myself, stern word in my own head about what I'd done wrong. Mm -hmm. And this voice just piped up from beside me. There was nobody there. And just very loudly said, there are no mistakes. And I've kind of taken that on board as a, a bit of a mantra because I just think... There aren't really, because you can mine everything for meaning, for growth, for learning, for self-improvement. Um, and we're here to experience, and that experience includes all that mucky, dirty, crappy stuff that, that we grow from, really. I love what you said when you said about how, like, but this is what we're here for, to have the human experience. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of, guilty of it through some of the experiences I've been having lately, where I've been too much, I've been too much in the sort of the in the mind sort of say in the in the sort of the woo in the spiritual and the spiritual sense of stuff and, and forgetting sometimes actually forgetting that the body is important like experience play is important i don't know it's just it's a hard it, it is a hard balance because like you said i know you're similar to me when you go through um this experience of finding seeking more knowledge it does take it more into the mind it takes you more into the sort of oh, gotcha. thinking of the bigger topics but sometimes like I always think of this if sometimes if you um if the foundation of your house is crumbly is it's if it's not fixed and not perfect then how can you expect to to sort of look into these bigger topics so that's why it's important to stay grounded and remember yes this is a human experience play have an adventure go for the don't forget to go for a walk with your kids along the park stuff yeah. like that you've got to remember things like that well we all get sucked into it and i think spirituality is as guilty as anything else of being elitist and kind of you can get into these big big intellectual ideas but unless you're actually bringing them into your reality in some way mm -hmm. like you say taking your kids for a walk and finding the beauty of a leaf or you know all of that if you're not bringing it into reality what is the point it's just information in your head yeah. um and i think we are here to actually get dirty with 
the divine and kind of Hello. really <laughs> i got a book called that but um <laughs> you, you um, think of some good titles for books by i did apparently don't i <laughs> yeah um but it's just bringing all of that in and just making it real and living it because what's the point in having all that theory if you're not going to apply it to the people who are around you the connections that you're making because that's where it ripples out and that's what improves the communities we're in and the relationships we have um, and I think that's the only thing to do with that information really and then you know every so often go back to the books and learn a bit more and then bring it into real life and see how it plays yeah, out yeah I love that so what was the um, start of your journey like because I know I remember reading in one of your books that you talked about how you had a very different upbringing to a lot of people yeah so was your dad were your dad a priest was he it was vicar yeah oh, church yeah, of England vicar, vicar. Um, I think even prior to that I was always quite open to not I was very young but like I, I had feelings that there was more Mm -hmm. that I was connected I was a kid so I always kind of thought I was like some kind of special princess obviously influenced by Disney and the television and cartoons but I just felt like I was not alone and there was other elements around me influencing me and that's just what I felt but then my dad was a vicar so I had that influence which was beautiful as a child to have that kind of um the Jesus stories and all of that they they sat well with me as a kid but then he uh when my mom and dad got divorced he became he he left the church lost his faith and became a goddess worshipping Wiccan in the end so I was brought up with a lot of alternative ideas I used to go around to his house as a teenager I used to love going around to my dad's house as a teenager and we would do healing and tarot and talk to me about energy and all these mass and some of it was mind-blowing some of it was a bit too much but it's something that I've sat with um over the years and and gained my own understandings of and then again it's bringing that I the ideas down and applying them to real life and actually seeing how they play out and then make making your own mind up about what you choose to believe in yeah and shifting with that when you so when you were younger like you said you were you were exposed to some of this sort of this um more advanced information, if you want to call it that, that sort of that people step into when they're older. Mm. Did you would you would you say that helped your life more when you younger, or did it hinder your life? Because that's that must be a hard thing for being. A, I can't speak from it, but it must be a hard thing for a. I remember some child. of it being a bit too mind blowing. I'm reincarnation, and my dad just once in the kitchen as well, just saying that we're all just energy, yeah. <laughs> and just trying to explain that to me. And I must have only been I was not even a teenager yet, and the idea of a chair being energy whilst that's actually quite a scientific idea these days but at the time it was just too mind-blowing and the idea of reincarnation not being oneself is is confusing it went the first time you hear that that's something i've grown into and i love those ideas and concepts and but yeah i think you can probably expose people you know we're not in a society that's welcomed that we're not taught it at school i try and bring it gently to my children um in in easy ways um just so that hopefully when they're older we can have these discussions and you know let them make their minds up about it as well i think that's a very good point there because it is important trying to find that balance because between trying to expose this information to the younger generation to kids and stuff like that because like you said your kids as you know when you're younger and you're in school and stuff if you are if you're a little bit different you there's social pressures and things like that so it is important to try and find the balance between sort of giving this information in a, I don't know, like maybe I'm not there yet, but trying to find a, just a, a little bit of a, a nicer, a more subtle medium to the kid's mind, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I've done with like my eldest, we painted a pack of tarot cards together. That's cool. We just made it a fun, it was just a fun thing to do. She liked copying. Mm-hmm. The images were all interesting for her to engage with. 
and she just copied what I did and sometimes I would be quite inspired by what she did and we just talked about them as we went along there was no pressure there for her yeah. to be a tarot card reader or to have any psychic experience with them but just that sort of slow introduction and also we just I, I pray with them a lot oh, I think great. that is in and of itself probably the most powerful thing I could do because it gives them a tool which are a tool that I find really really helpful in my life and one of the best spiritual tools anyone can have no matter yeah, what cool. level they find themselves at and you can do it anywhere you know so I just think that's something what, what's worth the, what, doing I love that what's the the process with the children do you, do you sort to of pray yeah what's the like so do you like I know it's it's hard saying to tell them to do something but do you sort of tell them where to put the att- attention in the mind or something yeah well I mean I suppose it depends on what's going on for them mm-hmm. tend to do it at bedtime you know old school praying like before you go to sleep mm-hmm. literally let's let's download what's happened in the day and we'll talk to cool, you know I, I talk to god because for me that's i have no feeling that there's a great man with a beard in the sky yeah. but i feel like that's just the easiest way to encapsulate you know at yeah. one point i was praying like dear god goddess guides angels <laughs> you know just energy. cover catch all but it was like <laughs> yeah. yeah universe energy yeah. cosmos and i was like this is exhausting i'll be asleep before i've got anywhere <laughs> but um so yeah i just go for god right yeah. <laughs> and that's easy for them to understand and i've explained to them you know i think god is all it is and um and then just you know let's talk talk to god about like our friend who's upset us or cool. what we're worried about or what we hope for um and i just try to do that as, as often as i remember and i know i used to pray a lot as a child and uh that helped me yeah. with anxieties and and stuff like that and that's what kids experience isn't it anxieties about the day-to-day and it's a good place to start i think i, I really no, i love that i mean even in schools now in the uk a lot now which is really good is the teaching i think they're starting to teach mindfulness in the schools mm. now and meditation and stuff yeah. that's really cool i've been into my daughter's school they had um they were doing like an, a prayer flag thing oh, really? um some of the mums had organized it for the entire school and i went in and did um, a rainbow meditation with all the kids that's cool. which i just thought you know what this might be their one and only taste of it in their childhood they all got on board they all loved it there's so many prayer flags designed with rainbows on inspired yeah. by it and you just don't know what what you're tickling in someone's mind the yeah. future yeah. so it was that, fun <laughs> that's, cool. that's really cool that so what does what does sort of i know you obviously wrote this book about sort of enlightenment and spiritual living but what does sort of spiritual living mean to you now because i know it's probably changed a lot what does it yeah, mean yeah um well it's got grittier honestly oh, yeah. i think i think um you could be away with the fairies with this one and i'm, I'm sure many people are and, and find their comfort and and work with that but you know i'm an everyday person i've got children I, you know i've got this all these routines to keep mm-hmm. up and their welfare to look after and uh working and i it's very ordinary and i think that my spiritual stuff is just found within all of that um within connections within what i choose to read and connect with um meetings and synchronicities and dreams in particular um are something that i feel um, really helped me channel my path and you know I'm a tarot reader as well so it's the connections that I make with other people all of this is just designed to help me and other people you know work through their lives yeah. and that I feel is is a sufficient purpose for the time being because I do think our purpose shifts and changes and I write books and so all this is kind of, it's like a weaving of spirituality into just about anything I can get it into yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that so how because the question i would love to propose to you is how because a lot of people like you said i loved loved your spin on what spirituality really is because 
like we were saying earlier in the podcast that people think spirituality you've got to go and it's all about taking yourself away from society living in a cave and meditating for every for 24 hours a day but that's we, we all know that that's not the, that doesn't work out like that mm. we're, we're, not, we're living in a world we're immersed in we have different challenges everyone has different circumstances how 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 have you sort of balanced that between sort of because you're clearly somebody who is a is aware of sort of um there's more to life mm. there's more to, there's more to life anyway how do you how do you sort of balance sort of between the sort of the mystical versus sort of balancing a, a normal day life I think I just see them as the same thing. I love that, by the way. That's beautiful. <laughs> I think I just yeah, see them as really the same cool. thing. If I was to try to separate them and put one here and one here, that mm. defeats the object entirely. They are absolutely the same thing. Even the really annoying, horrible, crappy, tax mm. returny kind of stuff, it's all there. And like I said before, this is the life we've come to experience and we can shift it and change it and manifest within it and pray for it. And um Yes, great. Go to foreign climes if you can and, you know, become even more spiritual. That's not been my experience so far. Doesn't mean I don't want to. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I think we deal with what we've got and that what we have right here, right now is bringing us the absolute height of our spirituality. So for anyone who was in a place where they didn't really feel like they could achieve that or couldn't reach yeah. out for it, it's, it's already with you. Pay attention to your dreams. Pray. Start to set really positive intentions and follow them through. Get yourself to a yoga class if you can or stick it on YouTube and copy them. You know, and let yourself off the hook. There is no bar to climb to. You're already there. What you are yeah. is perfect and, and you're in the right place to be as spiritual as you choose. Yeah, you are. You already are the bar. <laughs> yeah, you are. And you just keep, keep learning and going on. Yeah, I love that. When, you, when we were speaking before about um, sort of your past journeys and stuff when you were like when you were um sort of more um when your dad was a, when you were living with your dad and stuff like as a, as a priest did um was there a point in that journey where you decided to change direction from that or was it just integration as getting older it you came out with that yeah i mean I, that was all when i was a teenager mm. so i did that for a good few years we did all kinds of things brought gerbils back to life nearly and it was just fun it was fun it was like wow this stuff is amazing and it's real mm. and it works and then i became a younger adult mm -hmm. and um it all goes out the window doesn't it like I'd, I'd get my tarot cards out but only like at a party and uh As I was thinking, you like, know, did you get to a point where you rebelled against that, that, that? I don't think I've ever rebelled against oh, it okay. I think it's the one thing in my life that's been consistently amazing I think probably for a few years the lost wilderness in my 20s years it wasn't at all on my mind mm -hmm. and other things were um but that only really lasted maybe less than a decade and then I soon found my way back and that's when the books came because it was like I started to reclaim my spirituality on my own terms based upon having had some life experience mm -hmm. as you know a young person in their 20s partying craziness silliness um and needing to really overcome that because it had got too much mm -hmm. and it was that point that I started to revisit my spirituality and trying to make sense of everything that had happened and who I was and where I was going and yeah it's interesting because obviously as we we're touching on before the, the conversation of because when when you know what like no one wants to be told what to do so i mean through my life i wasn't somebody who i wouldn't say my parents were somebody who said oh, you've got to look into this you've got to look into that but i found it anyway mm. and if i think back to all my all my friends as well they were very similar they found it anyway but sometimes there's cases where people are told the information and then they completely turn the backs on that information so it's like a i guess it depends how it's told 
Yeah, I guess if it's pressurized or it's, you know, something that they're told they must do, they must believe, they must have, then yeah, of course you're going to rebel mm. against against that. Um, and there probably are aspects of my life that I did rebel against. Like my mum was, um, and her partner were quite feminist. And for, there was a long time I wore very short skirts and high heels and went out and was obsessed with boys. So I guess, that, <laughs> you know, that was my rebellion. Whereas the spirituality was kind of always just underpinning a little bit. Even in the wilderness years of my twenties, it was still there, you know, I'd still talk about it a little bit and it's just fascinating. And when you've got the evidence and you start to examine the evidence from your own days, it's something that's hard to forget about. I'll, I'll turn you back on, I guess. Yeah, definitely. If See if somebody is out there and they, and they, um, they're in a position where they say they're just they're just starting to dabble in the topic of spirituality and stuff, and they want to connect with that thing. What you just said, the find the the beauty in the small things, realize that spirituality is in in everything. What what would you think someone could do? Uh, definitely um, get out into nature, yeah, because okay. I think that's part of who and what we are, um, and we're so isolated from it in our little boxes mm-hmm. um and our cars and then moving from one box to another all day long so get out into nature um you can connect directly with the divine quite easily you just ask for a sign or you speak to the divine as you're falling asleep at night ask a question ask for a sign ask for a dream answer and be open to it when it comes start creating a journal of mm-hmm. your experiences of the coincidences um, start to recognize the synchronicities that come to you as being more than just accidents they're not accidents yeah. everything is sort of sent to us and i think once you start to open that it rolls and it becomes bigger and bigger um and next thing you know you've kind of got all this evidence of your own not somebody else's you don't need somebody else's evidence you don't need a book written by you know a wise no, guru you've got to to really inhabit it and become a part of it you, you need to experience it so it's become just your own guru Yes, absolutely. That's a good name for a book. Yeah. But yeah. I think there might be, be. yeah. <laughs> but I think that is the key, though, is that it is the key to realise that like you have the power yourself to, to, to find this knowledge. But you've said something very interesting before about the when you start looking into writing down, say, not just writing down, but noticing the synchronicities in your life and things, these little subtleties that are going on all the time. The more you put your attention in them, something like profound does happen where... I don't know if it's just, I mean, maybe it's a good question to ask you. I don't know if you think it's something that it's always there or is it because we put our attention there that something manifests and happens? Both. I think it doesn't, it's not always there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's always there, like, in a really strong sense. I yeah. think it's always there in a subtle sense and at different times in your life, perhaps crisis times or times of great change, it becomes a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any point in time, you can access it. It just might be a little bit more subtle or the, you know if you're perfectly happy and things are going well and you've got a lot going on in your everyday life and things are kind of plodding along you might not get a great deal of it um, because you're already in the flow you're already in the process it's when you step outside of that and there's some chaos and things are not quite you know or you need to make a huge change or then then the universe steps in in some really ridiculously powerful ways sometimes a bit too much in my recent experience but <laughs> not too much just yeah. enough um to kind of wake you up mm-hmm. um but it's always there and you can always access it um so i would just say that's something to be done you just got to start doing it yeah you you i wanted to read this because you said this i read this this was a quote in your book it was really funny i loved it okay. it said um so it said sometimes in life some of the biggest arseholes are the best teachers <laughs> absolutely God, yeah. i thought it was really funny because um i think in life we do come across um i mean you could even you could even change the word to sort of from arseholes to challenges 
because some of the like the biggest challenges in the world are sometimes the biggest teachers. It's the same thing, really, isn't it? Arsehole as a teacher. <laughs> yeah, and these arseholes can be soulmates. Yeah, you know, they, they can be people that you have absolutely engaged with in maybe previous lives or in this life, and this shit hits the fan, and basically they're an arsehole, but they didn't. Maybe that's not all they are. Yeah. Maybe they are also like they're contracted to you in a previously made agreement mm. that you're gonna really pee each other off, and from it you're both gonna go away and learn so much these people are catalysts mm-hmm. um and sometimes they're there for a minute and sometimes they're there for decades and and it, what you can give to each other can be huge yeah definitely and with you and it seems to be in my life as well what i've noticed is that like you said um the, these things that come along can be catalysts but it seems like they'll keep coming back if you don't if you don't mm. sort of straighten them out i mean I, I don't i don't know what that's down to i mean i think we have um there's a lot more going on to this thing that way what this world that we're in but it's definitely clear to see if you if you're faced with a problem or a trauma or whatever it is and you don't you don't face it head on and you just keep pushing it at the back and ignoring it it's just the same with the body in general as well like the, the human body is whereas when someone has a something has a, a, an ailment that something's wrong with the human body we take a pill and we try and hide away from it instead of getting to the root cause of what's the problem with the body mm-hmm. So, and it does and it will keep coming back coming back coming back and getting you until you you do face it have you found that in your oh, life yeah i mean we have to change we have to change we have to flow and if we don't you get this cycle yeah. of damage and harm and you know self-abuse really in some some respects because you're not paying attention to your own instincts and intuitions um so yeah we get we get caught up in cycles relationships um friendships work you know, all kinds of things. And it just keeps going around and around until you choose to change. Mm-hmm. And it's always an inside job is, you know, that's a cliche, yeah. but it is, it's not the other people. Mm-hmm. You can't change them. That's one lesson I've definitely learned. Mm-hmm. It's you. The only person you have any power and control over is you. And I think that's um, a human lesson, a spiritual lesson. I think we come in to this life, perhaps with a rough plan as to what it is we need to learn based on, you know, our heavenly experiences mm-hmm. and our past life experiences and we're here to progress that. And I think the better we progress it, the more challenges we probably get yeah, of a different variety. Um, it's never ending and life is hard. That's one of the things I talk about in, in the High Hill Guide to Spiritual Living is life is hard and it continues to be hard and chaotic. And you get moments of peace and calm and they kind of the, uh, the sugar that you need to, yeah. <laughs> to keep keep going. No, I like that. It's interesting because some of the things that, that's been going on in my life lately, I've realized that, because we always like associate um, blissfulness or or um, great times is sort of as 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 just pure blissfulness. But sometimes they, I've found that they can be found in in struggling times. Mm-hmm. It's just about your context. Like say if you um, if you're going through a really challenging period in, in your life, you you do get like as like I said at the time, it is hard to to take yourself away from this is this is happening to me for a reason and try and view it like that because at the time when when you're immersed in something it seems like the worst thing possible you're never going to get away from yeah. it but really i mean if you change the context of of them moments them i feel like them sometimes them moments are what we're here for i mean yes and i think you can experience great joy within those mm-hmm. moments i mean i've just I've been having personal experiences recently that are absolutely dire mm-hmm. and difficult but at the same time so within that i have found so much joy so much hope so much a catalyst for change um so it's just right and i think that's my spiritual path has helped me to see that if what i'm going through now would have happened 10 years ago that would have been all hell breaking loose and calamity and disaster and you know life's horrible yeah. whereas now i can kind of separate i can see 
the difficulty and the damages and how hard it is, but I can also see it as a passage to the next step and it's important and it has to happen. How, and, what's your thought process for, for trying to do that, to trying to separate that? Well... It is, a, it is a hard one to try and... I mean, I always go back to this idea of accepting, accept your circumstances, where you're really at, powerful. trusting that it has a purpose mm-hmm. and that perhaps you're guided and that this is, it's not just madness. There is a, you know, a pattern there. Yeah. And then surrendering. Surrendering has been my my uh, mission, I think, for the past few years, given lots of different life experiences. In And actually surrendering for me recently you know, rather than trying to control things, rather than trying to think my way out of it, rather than trying to bring something to me, it's allowed the universe mm. to shift things, align things, and bring stuff that I wasn't expecting at all. So um, it's kind of a little perfect recipe there that I abide by. So I accept trust and surrender and uh, and just recognizing that we don't need to know. I mean, I'm a tarot card reader, so mm. I do read people's fortunes. It's more yeah. self-help kind of thing. Um, and look at where they're at and how they can improve it and move forward with power. Um, and I think there is so much mystery. We have to accept that we don't know what's going to come next, that mystery is perfect, and literally surrender into that and see what the universe serves up. And generally, it's not... Well, no, never is it disappointing. But it, it really isn't, is it, when you look no. back? No. <laughs> it really it's, all, it's, all it's, it's like sometimes that you just think that, like I said at the time, it, you can't see that. But when, when when you look back, it's like, Jesus, that was meant to be. Yeah, like, that made sense. It really was. All that pain. Yeah. <laughs> that that worked for me, yeah. It really is. And you were saying before about the surrender aspect of things. I think that's really powerful because I know that in your book as well, you mentioned about, which sort of ties into this, about the aspect of like sort of maybe not trying to, I think you wrote in your book about how sometimes seeking too hard and seeking too much for spiritual experiences can sometimes sort of be a detriment to who mm. you are. Do you, do you, have you found that it's maybe, it could, it I've could be. I've been through that. Yeah. I've been in places where I have become so reliant on spirituality as my answer mm-hmm. that I, I felt, I guess, really disconnected to myself. And I think that's a danger. It, there's no, it wasn't that bad for me, but it was dangerous. And it, uh, I think we have to get that balance right. And, you know, we're not, there's a reason we don't know the stuff that yeah. we perhaps can find out through um, searching and researching. But there's a reason there's like a, a veil between us and spirituality. And I think that's so that we can exist in that mystery a little bit sometimes. Mm. So I think sometimes when we get desperate, we start seeking for the answers. And what was once fascinating soon becomes exhausting. And I think in that that space, you need to bring yourself back to the moment and look at what your actual real life situations are, your real life problems, and engage with them and kind of put the spirituality on the shelf. Know that it's still there, it's still within you, mm. it abides within you, but you need to like pay your bill or sort your kid's situation out or talk to your partner, you know, no, <laughs> more no. than you need to go and read a book about whatever it is you. No, I, I love that. It's so profound that I was actually tra- like, I was actually viewing some of the things that I was doing there, sort of <laughs> being too much like sort of just gone in a way instead of like actually focusing on like what's in front of you now the human experience i mean i've, I've questioned as well if because it's not some of this like deep knowledge and these experiences that we have when you tune into the more mystical things they are they are like at the time they are like these big profound changing things and they can be too much for the for the for this maybe for this human existence and like you said maybe you can it if if you're all always in the clouds and you're like how can you really sort of live life to the full? I mean, and maybe as, maybe as well, what things that I've learned is that sometimes when, um, like something that I've been doing a lot lately is, is, like I said, people know who listen to this podcast, I'm going through a Kundalini awakening and sometimes these energies that come through your body are just 
the the, the unbearable is sometimes the, the really the too much at times and um i feel like the the good the good to have glimpses of them this is where i'm at now i'm thinking it's good to experience this to remind you of what you truly are and what this place truly is but at the same time it's important not to have them as well so mm. yeah that you can yeah, you need to recover embrace the, ride of, <laughs> embrace the ride of life basically yeah definitely and one of the, another experience that i have i've always talked about quite a lot was when i was in my 20s and i kind of woke up from it was a dream slash vision i would call it or it felt like a returning home to spirit and one of and the message that i took from this i just woke up in hysterical laughter and the thing that i was laughing about was how serious we all take Mm -hmm. life spirituality included because this is all kind of illusory and it's not really the real thing and when we get back there we're like oh yeah that was stupid wasn't it why why do we get so upset about this it's just a game it's very hard to remember that when you're in it Um, I've, i've had loads of moments like that where um like I've, I've just sort of went into deep thought in my head and looked and tried to... Have you ever heard of the sort of, what's it called, the astronaut perspective where you, you sort of, when astronauts look at the planet, they go further away and then they see that everyone, they don't, they don't recognise people's identities, they don't realise that people's got a family, they don't see religion, they don't see borders. Yeah. And I try and do that for myself. Like I take the astronaut perspective of like, see a problem that I'm worrying about at the time and I just start laughing my head off thinking like, yeah. look at you, like laughing. I, I'm just, have you ever seen that, um the, the meme of, on um, I think it's on Facebook where it's like a kid on a roller coaster. So there's like a kid with a parent on the roller coaster, and the kids like screaming and crying <laughs> going down the roller coaster, and then the the mom's just like laughing her head off. <laughs> like, I think that's the universe in like our, the universe in ourselves. Like, the universe will just be laughing on us all the time. Yeah, of how much we take it seriously. We do take it seriously, and but we do, and that, again, that's part of the experience. Yeah. So sometimes you have to just forgive yourself for doing that and. Like I like what you do, the astronaut perspective. I might apply that soon. Yeah, it's really cool. When um, before you were speaking about dreams, have you had any interesting dreams? Because I always fascinated by people's dreams. Oh God, I've had so many interesting dreams. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I feel I keep a dream journal now, really um, and I find that there's themes that are repetitive and but seem to move on. So, like, so I dream about planes a lot, and I dream, and it's quite boring subject really but i'm getting on the plane or for some reason i'm going to miss the plane or the plane never quite gets where it needs to go or it crashes never like a horrible hellfire crash but it crashes in the sea or something and i think that's been a a pattern for me and actually a couple of nights ago maybe last night i can't remember it i dreamt that the plane landed and this is following a really traumatic and difficult Mm. time of my life and i've made a really huge decision in my life and so all these dreams for years and years about the plane not quite getting there not quite going not quite achieving goal and then all of a sudden i've landed the plane so it's funny how they reflect what you know in a sort of metaphorical way what's actually going on within you and i think dreams are a great thing to keep a record of keep a journal of and just start to understand your own personal dreams yeah and i've sometimes had dreams that seem like maybe they're prophetic it's it's hard to to know for sure until events come to pass. But. Well, if you look into the mythology behind dream, uh, behind the plane crash and dream, because I've done it, I know it's very okay, for different me. people, <laughs> but it basically means turmoil. And then, then sort of you, your understanding of the landing is you overcoming that. And well, thank God I've landed, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think we all need to land our plane somewhere. Yeah, I'm a bit sick of that dream now. Hopefully I can move it on a bit. <laughs> it's wild, though. I mean, the aspect of dream, and it's, it's something that we do every single night. We don't yeah. really question it as much. And there's so much, like you, what did you say before the podcast? You said something very interesting. You said, um, sometimes dreams 
or maybe more significant than our waking life. I think so. And, yeah. and this is not, you know, my theory. I'm reading a book called, Con- well, have read a book called Conscious Dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very inspiring. Um, and I think many cultures, previous cultures, have always used dreams as indicators of what's going on in yeah, their definitely. worlds, personal worlds, wider worlds. Um, and I think it's, it's something we've not, we're not taught. It's not something we've practiced. Um, we go to sleep and we dream and we think nothing of it. We might laugh at some silly yeah. nonsense, but we don't take any of it seriously. And I think that's a huge spiritual experience we're having every single night. Yeah. And when you ask for answers, you can get some really peculiar, but you can get some answers from your dreams. And I think it's a tool that we could all start using. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go anywhere. You just have to go to bed. It's great. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. What everyone likes to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort of have a quick, thing of the day. <laughs> quick think before you go to bed of what you might want to an answer on and just experiment with it there seems to be like a there's maybe a pattern behind that of why we experience certain situations to put us back on the path to look at something else yeah i guess i've been looking at relationship type stuff yeah spirituality because for a long time you know um i've been looking at my own personal path mm-hmm. um and the paths of people related to me so i'm more i guess i'm probably going a bit more less away from the highbrow stuff at the minute and more into just the connections that we can make with people. And I love the story. You know, I love a book that's just full of stories of real life. Yeah, relatability. Real life things. And That's what I'm saying, but it gets back around how we start this conversation. There's a a lot of knowledge in in, in just, in in what we, in in daily life. Like like in everything that you do, there's just, there's so much knowledge. It's just, it's basically just about... um, flicking that switch in your mind and, and seeing it like because yeah. in, in my life all the time is I mean I was I was guilty of this where I would just I would think that to have a spiritual experience it has to be I have to be meditating I have to be doing yoga yeah. I have to be doing this and you it's, have to have an angel descend and wake you yeah, up and, and poke and you in not, the ribs and go it, hey it, <laughs> it doesn't always it doesn't always work like that some of the most it never works like that yeah. well no it does, it does but yeah sorry yeah it does, yeah, it does. It does, <laughs> it does sometimes work like that but it can be also be found in in what we perceive as is normal is normality oh, absolutely it's there every day and it's you just got to choose to accept it and then believe it when it comes and i think the more you choose to believe mm-hmm. it the more it happens well i do i do like obviously i do these podcasts all the time and i speak to many different profound people like say people who classes these like big gurus like tom campbell and people like that and sometimes some of my best wisdom has actually come from people who are just a random person who i meet in the street yeah. Or it could be even just a, one of my friends who isn't even looking into spirituality, but I'm just hanging out with them or something, and you'll just see this one little thing in my head, and I'm like, where did that come from? Well, that's, I think we're all funnels. <laughs> we're all yeah, funnels for really spirit, are. and I think sometimes people who are un- unconscious of that are even better funnels because they're not questioning it. They're just saying mm-hmm. what comes into their mind. Um, you know, we're all equally capable of channeling and being spirit, and I think sometimes we can put those barriers up can't we like mm. who's this person to know anything about spirituality yeah. they work in a chip shop and then <laughs> they're having an argument with their other half down the street but that person is as equally as wise and can access the same inner wisdom that we can access and perhaps better so sometimes because they're not i mean obsessed about it yeah, you know <laughs> i had this I, I sometimes have the same where i said i sometimes think that the guy who works in costco at nine or five is actually could could attain enlightenment quicker than say a guru who's meditating well, in the i mean <laughs> you know come on you've been to the hairdressers haven't yeah. you you know how wise these people are it's, i mean i don't know what the hairdressers are <laughs> <You don't, laughs> like we like i think anyone who spends time talking to people and is willing to give their time to talking to another human yeah, being definitely. is full of 
probably everything we ever need to know mm -hmm. without ever having to do a day of spiritual seeking in their life. Um, and that I'm almost jealous of because for me, it's like a mission and it's something that I feel like I need to do. I'd like to just sit in it and revel in it and be, yeah. you know, human without having to sometimes feel like I need to get all the answers. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think we'll leave it there. That's really cool. What a cool podcast, by the way. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you. Really cool. <laughs> Hope you liked that conversation there with Alice. I just wanted to mention if you feel if you can and if you are in a position where you can support the podcast please check out the patreon page it really is the best way to help me to keep doing what i'm doing as you know obviously i'm traveling all over the place now recording these conversations this particular conversation was recorded in the middle of the uk so it just helps me from time to time to put a bit of petrol in the tank so i can get around and do these conversations it really means a lot there's also a donation option on the website as well, which is a great way. And a few of you awesome guys out there have been every now and again dropping a bit, dropping some money in there, which really helps and goes such a long way. It really does. So I, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. And also as well, I've, I've now created or, created or upgraded the, the, um, the little private Facebook group, which is called the Mind, Body and Spirit Academy. Um, if you, you can find that on the Send podcast website and sign up for it. It really is a cool little community and it's basically where a group of like-minded people, we all get together and we just share many different topics and dive deep down the rabbit hole. So anyway, just to play this podcast out as I always do, this is a bit of a different one. This is actually by the late, great George Carlin, who if you don't know who he is, he's, he's one of the all-time great comedians who talked about many different sort of topics all the way from um conspiracies to um <laughs> he touch minimalism he, he he takes he really does um put a, a a very funny spin on many different serious topics so anyway this one i thought was cool quite suited for this podcast this is george carlin at his best talking about self-help and motivation and I think it's it's always good to sort of have a laugh at this as well. So this one is George Carlin anyway, taking the mick out of me, <laughs> taking the mick out of self-help and motivation anyway. So enjoy this one by George Carlin. Peace out, people, and I will catch you next week where I have another amazing podcast as always. Peace out. Starting with these people who read self-help books. Why do so many people need help? Life is not that complicated. You get up, you go to work, you eat three meals, you take one good shit, and you go back to bed. What's the fucking mystery? And the part I really don't understand, if you're looking for self-help, why would you read a book written by somebody else? That's not self-help. That's help. There's no such thing as self-help. If you did it yourself, you didn't need help. You did it yourself. Try to pay attention to the language we've all agreed on. And a similar, a similar mystery to me. Motivation books, motivation seminars. Why would anyone need to be motivated by someone else? I say if you lack motivation, a seminar isn't going to help you. What you really need is to be smashed in the head 30 or 40 times with a golf club. That'll fucking motivate you. Or else it'll at least get you up and moving around the room. You know, locate your socks, shit like that. Get the day rolling. Motivation is bullshit. If you ask me, this country could use a little less motivation. The people who are motivated are the ones who are causing all the trouble. Stock swindlers, serial killers, child molesters, Christian conservatives. These people are highly motivated. Highly motivated. Yeah. 
And anyway, I think motivation is overrated. You show me some lazy prick who's lying around all day watching game shows and stroking his penis, and I'll show you someone's not causing any fucking trouble, okay? <laughs>